welcome to this edition of Labor Vision. I'm Bob Delaney, Executive Director of the Institute for Labor Studies and Research. Labor Vision, a production of the Institute, focuses on topics of importance to working Rhode Islanders. We hope you enjoy this edition. on location. I'm your host Erica Hammond and today we are at Building Futures. We're going to get a little bit of a tour um, from the, of the facility with both Executive Director Andrew Cortez and two Building Futures graduates, uh, Luis Torreira and Jessica Diaz. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Building Futures. I'm Andrew Cortez, Executive Director here. And it's really a pleasure to give you guys a little bit of time and a tour around our agency and what we do. So for those who don't know us, Building Futures is a community-based nonprofit that works with the registered apprenticeship system. And we do that to the benefit of low-income Rhode Islanders so they can change that to being well-paid, family-sustaining, uh, in the middle class Rhode Islanders. So a way we do that in construction is we run a very comprehensive pre-apprenticeship program, which we'll give you a tour of some of the features of that today, which prepares people for placement in one of 12 different building trades union apprenticeship programs, where you can earn and learn while you're getting post-secondary education. So the great thing about the apprenticeship system is you're getting paid to learn, which means that you never have student debt, you don't go into um, owing a college a bunch of dollars, for an education that may or may not bring you a job. You're guaranteed a job because apprenticeship is one. It's just structured so that you learn. So we do that within construction. We help stimulate the demand for new apprentices on active construction projects. And beyond construction, we actually help companies develop new apprenticeship programs in many different sectors like healthcare, advanced manufacturing, green and plant-based industries, information technology, and more. So this great system is the foundation of our nonprofit efforts, and it's really a pleasure to have you here today. Now this isn't the most glorious of rooms, but it's a place where a lot of careers get started. So this is our classroom training space, and so just like an apprenticeship, our pre-apprenticeship also has theory as well as hands-on practice. The hands-on practice, I'll show you those areas in a minute, but this is where all the theory learning happens. Uh, not only that, some basic safety, tool usage, all that good stuff. You've got to get some of the fundamentals. Every day we work on math, we work on financial literacy, uh, and a variety of other facets that help support an apprentice on their journey to be a successful journey worker. Uh, so as you can see over here on our wall, uh, this is actually our wall of fame. Each one of these unions have been operating their apprenticeship program, in some cases over 100 years of continuous operation before the Fitzgerald Act even passed, creating a national apprenticeship system. But the names underneath each one of these logos are the ones we're most proud of. These are individuals who have completed a three to five year apprenticeship and have become journey workers in their own craft. Uh, the best part about being a journey worker is just like the name sounds, you can take that credential and travel anywhere in the country and always find living wage employment. In fact, that's how I did it. Uh, I was a union carpenter. I joined the apprenticeship program when I was 17, back home in Oakland, California. Did most of my work in San Francisco. And when I moved out here to Rhode Island, nobody asked me if my credential was good or not. They knew, because I had completed an apprenticeship just like our graduates have. Over here you have the incredibly uh, interesting offices uh, of our staff, but they're highly dedicated individuals who work with our participants and ensure their success. 
So you can see here our graduate and uh, trainee service coordinator really helps people with the benefits that they might need to support them on their journey through our program and through their apprenticeship. Ian, our training director, has been with me since the beginning. Uh, he really has a good sense of the fundamentals that every apprentice needs to be successful, regardless of what trade they're going into. But the best way to explore what trade you might want to go into is to do it hands-on. So with that, let me lead you into our training space. Right now the facility is set up for our hands-on evaluation, which is the last phase before somebody enrolls in our five-week training course. So you see here, a variety of different exercises. We call these the tape measure Olympics. People uh, drill their use of fractions and they get faster and faster and more accurate. By the time they leave this program, they are masters at a tape measure, just like every first year apprentice needs to be, regardless of what trade they go into. As you can see from some of our photos here, we also offer our certifications, like aerial lift certification. Uh, what you see here is our bridge being constructed. You will see that if you come back and visit us during the five-week training course, we build a 60-foot section of a ride-out highway overpass. Uh, we operate with the overhead crane, as you can see, so you can practice safe rigging, uh, how you lift and connect steel, how you put together the various pieces of reinforcement necessary prior to pouring concrete, uh, and you can see that our training facility is set up so that people can practice the balance of the basic skills needed to go into the trades. Right here you see a basic evaluation exercise. This is people showing us they understand how to follow directions. We're not really instructing at this point. What we're doing here is making sure that people have the stamina and the aptitudes to succeed in the trades. So here they're just showing us their basic understanding of the directions and they're building a small mock-up so that we can evaluate their performance and determine whether or not they're ready to enter our pre-apprenticeship program. As you can see here, there's a lot of physical conditioning that happens. Uh, this is not just for CrossFit. We also uh, know how to swing a sledgehammer and we do it very well. We beat this tire every morning, get out some aggression as well as physical fitness, 100-foot cord wraps. Every apprentice is going to wrap cords. Every apprentice is going to carry buckets that are heavy. Every apprentice is going to lift sheet goods, such as this 4 by 8 sheet of plywood. They need to know how to do it safely by themselves and with others. We also practice plank carries and a variety of other materials handling, because regardless of the trade you go into, you always start at the bottom of the totem pole, and you work your way up as you gain your hands-on skills. A lot of the materials you see here are facets of our bridge. Once the bridge is under construction, uh, you'll see those going into action. Uh, as you can see these I-beams over here. And basically the point of this whole exercise now is to give people a little bit of taste of what they're getting into, show basic ladder safety, you've got to work well in a team, uh, and you have to be really prepared to put in your all and apply yourself every single day. When you come back a little bit later during our training cycle, these plywood columns will have metal studs connected to them, walls will be put up, uh, gypsum board, which will be then finished with uh, joint compound. They'll be painting. The, the taping is the other facet of that. We'll even do some wallpaper covering. And the idea here is it's hard to know if you want to do something for the next 20 years if you've never tried it. And so this is the place where people can experiment and prepare themselves for success. And in the back of our training facility here, you see our loading area because we also do community-based projects. We are currently building in partnership with One Neighborhood Builders 
five passively designed net zero homes for low-income families right on Riverside Park. It's an exciting project, but this is the staging area, so our trucks can pull in in the morning, get loaded up with their equipment that they need for the day, get out there and be productive, contribute to the community while learning a new career path. And so everything we do here, we try to leverage and make sure that we get maximum impact for the effort. So if you're going to be training somebody on how to do a construction process, why not create community benefit at the same time beyond just that individual's lives? And that's exactly what we try to do here at Building Futures. So here you're in Building Futures Welding Lab. This was a great addition a few years back, which allowed us to deepen our intervention and prepare people to become iron workers, plumbers and pipe fitters, and many of the other trades that have a lot of welding involved. Welding is a cross-cutting skill that's highly valuable, so we do an introduction to burning, cutting, and welding during our core pre-apprenticeship program. But for those uh, trainees who really have an aptitude or a knack for it, we invite them to come back to a three-week welding certification course, which is what happens in these six booths. As you can see, our space is limited, but the program quality is high, so we have a lot of interest in it. Some of our graduates have been able to not only get 3 8 plate steel certified, but some of them passed the one-inch steel unlimited certification after only three weeks of training. And I won't say that's because of my instruction, because it certainly isn't. It's because of the great guest instruction we have from Local 37, and Steve Ranahan and Danny Chapman, who do an excellent job preparing the next generation to be iron workers. Well, now let's really learn about the program. Instead of hearing from me, uh, why don't you hear from one of our graduates? Lewis, thanks for joining us so much today. And it, I, if I remember correctly, your evaluation also took place at this table, and it same looks like somebody is following your footsteps. Same exact table, same name. Could you, tell, could you tell me what happened when you were here? Super nervous the first time, but um, if you're going to learn the trade anywhere, this is the place. This is the place to be. And um, he's, whoever's here right now, like Lewis, he's in the right place. Um, yeah, I graduated back in December. Um, as soon as I came in, I knew I wanted to be a carpenter. Uh, that was, yeah, that's, that's what I came in for. That was, that was the vision. Uh, I can explain that. Uh, How did you first get involved with Building Futures? I actually had a union friend that asked him how he got in. Okay. And one thing about Building Futures grads, they carry it everywhere. They have the sweatshirts, they have the stickers on the helmets, so. He guided me here and it's been the best choice I've ever made. Honestly, Lewis's story is not unusual. The vast majority of our applicants come from our graduates. It's really word of mouth. Uh, it's people like you who have been out there and been successful. You know what it takes to be successful, right? So you refer your friends, you know where they're ready. And, and that's how we get most of our graduates. And honestly, and applicants and apparently another Lewis. Another Lewis, right? yeah. And you uh, said you knew. You said you knew right at the start of your um, evaluation process, right at the start of the training, that you knew you wanted to be a carpenter. Yes, right. this, this, is, this is the first step. Okay. This is the mock build that you do. That's, that's the main one there you go. This is the process of building it. They give you the tools, the measurements, and as soon as I touched the wood and started working with it, I said, I love it. Okay. This, is, this is where I'm going to be, and now I am a union carpenter. And so the nice thing about being a union carpenter, of course, you're a journey worker, too. Yes, sir. So, Lewis and I, if I, went, if I put my tools back on and went out tomorrow, he and I would make the same amount of money. If I was a woman, I'd make the same amount of money. You know, the nice thing about construction is there's parity in pay, right? So it's one of those few places where you really can make a good living, uh, regardless of where you came from, once you hit the skills and you can demonstrate that you have. Yes, sir. That is very true. I, I, in my crew, I have women, I have people from all walks of life, and it's... We're all there, we all have the knowledge. It's an even playing field for everyone. 
I can't imagine it's a slow pace out there, though. No. <laughs> we do do the drills here. They do teach you. They, they get you ready for what you need to do out there. And it's, it's hard work. It's hard work. It's fulfilling work. You go to any regular job. You sit there. You type something. You do something all day. It's what's there, but you see in a building. And then you can drive by and tell your family, I did that. It feels good. Mm -hmm. It feels really good. Yeah, no, and I mean, really, we only can open doors for graduates. It's our graduates who walk through it, and Lewis is absolutely right. We count on our graduates to represent the Building Futures brand, if you will, when they're out there. Uh, every graduate out there knows they're blazing a trail for the graduate behind them, and that's a really important facet of the leadership development that happens naturally, I would say, through these programs. I don't know if you consider yourself a leader before, but there's no question that you are, right? It, it'll make it'll make it. We become a family where we can help another another building future member or anyone who become part of the family. How do you think that this program has helped you become a leader in the workforce? It it, it showed me things that I didn't think I could do. It built confidence in me. Absolutely. To be a leader, you need to be confident. And this is this was my confidence builder. You know, and I mean. The nice thing about this is, you know, Lewis's story is powerful, but it's not unique. Uh, we have 320 individuals who have walked this path and are making family-sustaining wages uh, and really showing others the way that they can lead in their communities as well. Uh, a nice thing about the program is we've been around long enough now that some of our graduates are actually running the projects, or they're a union official, or they're out there as a foreman, or they're a superintendent on a job site, and they can see the new Building Futures graduates coming onto the site and they can give them that support because they were once in their shoes. Absolutely. And that leads me to my next question is how can individuals get involved in this program or how can they hear about the next orientation evaluation that comes up? The best way is to go to our website and sign up for information because we'll send it out to everybody who has signed up, uh, bfri.org. Our phone number is easy to remember as well because it's the same forwards or backwards, 401-919-5919. So please feel free to give that number a call, check our website, sign up for the newsletter, sign up for information, and that way you won't miss your opportunity. We try to open up our program at least three times a year, but there's small class sizes, and even smaller now uh, due to the COVID uh, pandemic, we are ensuring that we have socially distanced and appropriately safe training cohorts, which means smaller numbers, which means more competition. So sign up early, uh, make sure you're signing up for the right thing, talk to a graduate and understand what you're getting into, and hopefully we can help the next generation move into the trades as well. And for viewers who are interested and they're going to look into this, what are the basic requirements for them looking, going into this? 18. High school diploma or GED, low income. That is it. So if you have those three characteristics, uh, please apply. Uh, we're not looking to help people with a trust fund. It's not because they may not need the help, but they have other resources available to them. We are looking to help uh, people who need an opportunity uh, to economically succeed, and that's really a lot of our social mission. Thank you. And I think it's only fair that we give Lewis the floor for the last um, words that you may have that you want to close with, um, if what this program has meant to you, or any last words you may have that are of inspiration for individuals who are watching, who might be interested in joining. Definitely. Um, anybody that wants to join or thinking about joining, I would do it. Like you said earlier, this is the hands-on part of it, but there's also a classroom. They can teach you here and put you in a position to make more money to 
be financially stable in life, we need to learn how to manage those finances. So financial literacy is something that most people in inner city schools don't have. So it's a lot of knowledge that us might not have and we were given it here. So it's all around us. It will prepare you for the best. So if I was anyone, I would do it. All right. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you, Andrew, uh, for joining again. Welcome to Labor thank Vision. You. Thank you for joining for the first time. I'm sure we'll have you guys back on at some point shortly. We're always pleased to come back on. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for watching Labor Vision. This was our first on-site segment. We're here at Building Futures Rhode Island, and we hope to see you back here for our next segment. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Labor Vision. We appreciate your input and encourage your comments. Labor Vision can be seen on this channel three times each week, Tuesday at 7 p.m., Thursday at 8 p.m., and Saturday at 5 p.m.